to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. about a half an hour left here on On the Block with Stricken Buck. I'm Jake Bachman. He is Eric Strickland, the Husker Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet. And we are On the Block with Strick and Buck, and we will be breaking down some of the moves today. Busy day for Husker football uh, in the portal as a couple a couple of guys jumping in and, uh, and uh, one notable player now out at Nebraska. Um, if you haven't caught up on the news today, Will Honus was the first one to break. Uh, of course, the, the player had to sit out, the linebacker had to sit out this last year because of an injury, but he does have a seventh year available to him. He is entering the portal. Uh, had a nice little Twitter message about how much it meant to him to be a Husker, so no bad feelings there, I don't think, for Will Honus. Just looking for maybe be a little bit more of an opportunity at some playing time as obviously Nick Henrich and Luke Reimer really did a good job at that inside linebacker. Wonderful position. job inside. Yeah. yeah, it was going to be tough for him to break through the way they played. Yeah, especially no coming off of injury, you kind of wonder uh, how much that would have been. And then uh, the big one today uh, was the one that happened next throughout the day. Uh, Chubba Purdy, the Nebraska, is now in at Nebraska, the quarterback uh, transfer from wow. Florida State. Uh, it's kind of something we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks. Would he be interested still with Casey Thompson now in the mix. He came over uh, and visited in over the weekend. He was down to Nebraska and Oklahoma, and today he made it official that he's in. So that's the big one that we'll break down here in a second. But uh, just over the last hour or two, Javier Morton, a former um, Alabama commitment, uh, it had to go the JUCO route. Now he's on his way to Nebraska. Uh, looks like he might play, play cornerback. He's 6'2", 200 pounds, um, so kind of has a maybe could play big safety, boy. could move around in that yeah. secondary. Um, but just a huge day for Nebraska. And it was kind of funny because uh, before you arrived here, I was kind of arguing with Big Sky and, and Nick and, and kind of talking about whether you were going to be able to drink the Kool-Aid this offseason because this was a big Kool-Aid type of day. Uh, if you're not familiar with the term, let's get excited about Nebraska football and start to believe in it once again um, after a 3-9 and nine season. I thought it was going to be difficult, but just with the, the coaching hires that they've made uh, and the way that they've been able to kind of plug in, you know, some fill some of those holes that are on the roster, I do find myself starting to think, hey, this fifth year is worth a shot. They're at least putting together a package that makes me think, okay, I'm intrigued, I'm interested, I think that this has potential, so let's see kind of how it turns out. Do you find yourself more on that side, uh, or are you still kind of struggling over from the 3-9 and nine season? Well, one one other thing I wanted to add to that, uh, Bach, was another, another addition to the running back room. Oh, I mean, exactly, this seems yeah. to get swole out of Anthony Grant. Who who got another partner out of Florida State? We I mean it's like are we going down the Bobby Bowden territory and pulling him out of there? We got another one. I mean obviously he went the JUCO route, but I mean I'm intrigued. So you're talking about intrigue. Yeah, we talked about what they needed to do. I mean we know we've got a, a lot of potential within the running back room, but there's nothing solidified that we knew who can get you know that 18, 15, 18, 20 touches that can give you. A thousand yards. Well, this young man in the JUCO ranks put up seventeen hundred yards at seven point two a carry out of uh, New Mexico <clears throat> New Mexico Military Institute. So, I mean, it's gotten swollen. We we don't know what it's going to turn out to be at the end of the day, but sh- there's some competition in that room now. So, I am intrigued. I am intrigued. I'm looking forward to seeing guys like the coldest, you know, in <laughs> Frost territory. 
I'm looking for guys like that yeah. <laughs> to see who's going to. I'm looking to see who's going to step up. Is it going to be Manning? Is it going to be Betts? Is it going to be the coldest? Who's going to be? Who's going to be the person that emerges and, and sets the tone in the in the wide receiver room? I'm I'm looking at all those. I'm looking to see who who's going to fill the voids on the on the front line uh, on the defense. I'm I'm trying to I'm I'm intrigued. So I'm intrigued from looking at it from that standpoint. Who's going to step up? And and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen in the spring game. Yeah, the spring game is going to be fascinating, and it's kind of rare that you can say that, but this year, so many new pieces to the puzzle, and so many just, you know, whether it's a a new coach or just kind of losing some of those players that have been well-established in the past, a lot of spots that are open. Uh, and we've we've heard from Mickey Joseph say, you know, that's this, exactly what's happening in the wide receiver room. Nobody has a starting job right now. They're going to have to go and fight it out. And that's the room that a lot of Husker fans probably had been pointing to as their best room with the addition of, of Trey Palmer and Dakota Crawford, like you mentioned, um, to go along with Xavier Betts and Omar Mannings and Oliver Martin if he decides to come back, which is kind of weird. You just assume if, if, if the guys haven't announced that whether they're coming or going, that they're just coming back. But we don't know if that's the case. Uh, to be sure, it was kind of weird. We heard, um, you know, from certain players uh, kind of lately, uh, you know, the, uh, Caleb Tanner specifically comes to mind. I just thought he was in the fold, and then he announced he was coming back. I said, well, well, yeah, I thought that was already happening. But you never know with those players with their extra year of eligibility. In any case, um, it, it was just going to be important this offseason to give yourself an opportunity to – have competition in the quarterback and running back room. I thought that they needed Mm -hmm. to go into the portal, especially at the quarterback position and get a starter. I think they did that in Casey Thompson to be able to get Chuba Purdy, especially after getting Thompson to still come into Nebraska and compete and and probably have to have some sort of idea that maybe he won't win the starting job. And that's a a longer term play. Not to say that he's not going to want to compete for it, but I mean, that's, uh, I, I think a heck of a job, and I don't know if, if it's, you know, Frost, heck I think most job. of it's for Mark Whipple coming over because he already had that connection there. Um, but, you know, you just you got so much competition in the quarterback room. And like you said, the running back room with Anthony Grant, there was already a lot of competition there, a lot of guys, capable yeah. bodies. Now you seem to lead, and I don't know if he's your headliner, I don't know if he's the guy, but he's probably, maybe along with Jacquez Yant, the guy that you think has the most um, potential to become that every down back or that all Big Ten type of back that Nebraska's uh, so so much been needing over the last several years, but hasn't found since Amir Abdullah. Yeah, exactly, and and I'm 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 still interested to see if Marquis Step can come back fully healthy. You know what I mean? Because I think he's got some tremendous potential as well. I, I I'm really looking forward to seeing you know maybe yet lose a little bit more weight, get you know because he's got he's got speed potential, but to be a big bruising back, you know, those, those are, those, those can be good pieces in the big 10 with power football. If you, if you're really trying to get back to power style of football, you need a few of those guys like Yant and like Davis and, and, you know, cause you know, Ramirez, Ramirez a little smaller, but, but that speed and that, you know, uh, some of the things that they do, I mean, they said Marquis step was very good in third down situations uh, he was a guy who who could give you that all type, uh, all all um, first, second, third down back type yeah. of back, you know, in him. And so, we're I'm looking forward to just kind of seeing how it plays itself out. I mean, they they're they're going to be able to do some some different things with their set setups and their offensive schemes with those types of uh, pieces. Um, I I think you've got two pocket type of guys. Uh, you can run some, you know, straight handoffs. You don't necessarily have to uh, run shotgun type 
type offense with these guys, uh, I think. I think if you mix those up a little bit, give yourself, uh, you know, it, when you when you get up under center, those linemen got to do a job. You know, put that put that onus on them to say, you know, let's 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 win in the trenches again, um, because really you're going to shotgun trying to make sure you your quarterback has time to to see things develop a little bit quicker, right? So, I'd like to see him get back under center. You know, run some 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 more counters and traps and and different things that they used to run where you have to put people on their back. We want some pancakes, baby. We 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 trying to eat. We trying to eat at the uh, pancake house. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we need, yeah. baby. We need to eat at the pancake house again. We need <laughs> we need in there pouring syrup on on, on linemen in in, in a, uh, on the defensive linemen. We can lay them out, pour some syrup on. Them. Well, it's it's going to be fascinating too because you kind of have all of these ideas, a lot of football minds around each other. And we've seen in the past, maybe uh, too many chefs in the kitchen doesn't work out at times, but it certainly can in other in other cases. Um, just because it didn't work out one time at Nebraska doesn't mean it won't work out another time. I mean, you look at just, you know, especially like the Tampa Bay Bucks staff. I mean, there's a lot of potential, a lot of uh, former head coaches on that staff, but they've got it going and they and they led themselves uh, to a Super Bowl last year. Um, again, I'm not, I'm not saying Nebraska is going to be 12-0 next year or anything like that, but um, you have the idea from Trev to be one of the most physical teams in the Midwest. Um, you kind of, how do you marry that with with what Whipple brings to the table, which is more kind of more of a quarterback centric offense than running running downhill type of thing. And then Scott Frost kind of has his own offense that we've known that's been successful here and then unsuccessful in other parts, red zone, uh, and it's kind of getting points all together in the end. But but getting a bunch of yards through, you know, a lot of those plays, a lot of those styles, they don't quite mesh but how will they mesh together Bach, i i let, I'm, I'm just pondering this in, in my mind and and i really would just love your perspective right i look at iowa's team and i say how are they able to be successful they run the ball very effectively they don't really have good quarterbacks they run very basic route route uh routes they don't have like you know, eccentric route patterns and stuff like that. Um, We have just as good a tight ends as them. I think we have as a whole, I think they have some pieces, you know, when I'm, when I look at my nephew and Keegan, I think he's a dynamic player. They, they need to find ways to get him touches similar to like a Rondell Robinson type. They need to find a way to, to kind of do that with him. But I think we have those types of pieces. I don't think it's one dimensional, I don't think it's one particular person. I think if you, you know, you really get bets to focus in and hone in, and then you add a couple, I think Manning is a very good position, uh, possession receiver. I don't think he's a a huge deep threat, but then, you know, we're getting our tight end crew back, you know, although we're losing Allen, I I mean, we still have solid tight ends there. Mm -hmm. Why is it that we couldn't be just as good as them or better? Yeah, they, in, the, in 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 the rankings. I mean, they're they were a pretty high ranked team. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just my thought. Yeah, they definitely could do that, and I think I, the idea of a physical type of offense yeah. is is somewhat enticing for Nebraska. I mean, you put Omar and Xavier out there; those are big physical receivers. You know, if you run a two tight end set, Fadone kind of gives you the the athleticism, but Vokalek is is really good blocking tight end. And then you, like you said, maybe it's a marquee step or whatever you want to do is kind of you know run downhill fourth quarter style on those type of teams. I think they have the personnel if they want to use it that way way 
um, to do that. But they, you know, they've just got a lot of different choices. Like you said, is Ramir Johnson, um, does he go from the every down back to kind of the third down back or the, or the scat back? The, um, the, the, they can kind of do it everything, you know, out of the backfield, more of a more of that threat than and didn't have your traditional running game straightforward. But the problem, I think, in, in Iowa's offense wasn't that good this last year, but traditionally no. they've had very good offensive lines. And I think that's the one thing that's going to keep holding Nebraska back when you're comparing them to Iowa and Wisconsin and being the most physical team in the Midwest. That's what Trev Alberts is directly looking at Iowa and Wisconsin. And those have been like offensive linemen you. Um, and it's hard to get to that level. It's even harder to get to that level from a starting place where Nebraska is uh, – with just one of the worst offensive lines in the country, statistically speaking, last year um, in certain stats. Other stats would tell you they had a top 35 offense, but a lot of it was kind of getting around that that offensive line. Um, so, it, you know, you just hope more than anything is that the Riola effect, and maybe that was the Riola hire, <laughs> that type of idea, is you can get some nasty in there. Um, and if you're going to get penalties, get some nasty penalties. Don't get some pre-snap right. offsides. Yeah, that type of stuff. Right. Um, you know, get that offensive line um, kind of shifting their gear. And, I, and, I, and again, I don't know. I haven't spent a whole lot of time around Donovan, but we know Dominic Riola. And if, you, and if, you, and if he needs to call up nasty. Dominic – he wants to need to call up Richie Incognito. Those aren't great uh, guys that I would probably say as father figures for young people or whatever, <laughs> but they are great figures for nastiness yeah. on that offensive line, and they might be able to instill something like that. Listen, I need to find my guy, and and we need to put shirts together. Husker Original Pancake House. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, I don't want no copyright infringements, but I'm saying the wording, the Husker original. We need to get back to the original Pancake House and put these shirts. Y'all need to wear these shirts when y'all come into the locker room, so y'all remind yourself of what we're trying to do this year. We need to, we need, we need to make them shirts. And I like you bringing that back up because that was the pipeline. You could go back to Dominic's stats, and you did this the other year, the other year where it's just like seventy five pancakes or whatever. I don't know if they keep those stats anymore, and it, it's it's less obviously when you're not running a trip, you know, an option offense that you're gonna have less pancakes or whatever. Um, but you know that was kind of a stat that they kind of used to kind of motivate those guys in the early pipeline days. How does? I'm intrigued by Air Force. Right. A program Air like Force that. won their bowl game and they they have some success. Their linemen are actually not very big. They're very athletic and they, they move and they what is it what is it about them that gives them the kind of success that they have? I love that I mean, I mean I'm, I'm yeah, just me. <laughs> I'm just kind of boggled. I'm looking at these and they're just popping in my head and I, I'm reminded of like why is it that we can't get back to that? I'm looking at these teams in Air Force, so they'll play some people tough. I mean, they'll get after Brigham Young and teams like that. Brigham Young was tough. So I'm just, you know, Utah. Well, I mean, wait, let me be quiet. Let me be quiet. Utah, <laughs> they, they, they get them Samoans in there. Them big old Samoans that come out of the West, they get into Utah and they just start deboing people in the back. So I'm like, let me leave them alone. 
I don't want no parts of Utah use. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're very physical. We saw that in the, especially in the Pac-12 championship game. A few questions off the text line. Uh, Dave asks, how many eligible, years of eligibility does Purdy have? I think Casey is a one and done. Casey actually has two years of eligibility left, so that'll be interesting to see if Nebraska. You know, not all, not all these kids are taking advantage of that extra year, um, but it certainly could come into play for Casey Thompson. Purdy is a, was a third-year freshman this last year, so he's got three years left uh, as, as far as his kind of going into his sophomore year next year. Um, uh, Logan Smothers will be in that same case. Um, Dave also asked how soon will Logan Smothers transfer out. Uh, I think that we're going to see probably a, a transfer, and you don't hope for it, but possibly a transfer after spring ball um, when you kind of figure out the pecking order. You know, it might be whoever's number three among that group. Although for Purdy, you know, once you trans this new this free agency period that we call um, the transfer portal, it, it doesn't apply that you could just transfer whenever you want. You get you get one. You get one of your one year one transfer that you don't have to sit out for, and then after that you're going to have to sit out for those transfers. So it'd be hard for Purdy to transfer again. Um, Casey's kind of the same some scenario. Logan would be the one um, that's kind of in there that could just go and play right away. Um, but I know there's nobody's necessarily cheering for Logan to transfer. It's just looking like you know you look around. They've added two quarterbacks in the room at the top of that quarterback um, position. I, I still I hope Logan sees it as competition, um, but at the same time you know Adrian threw four interceptions that Purdue game they still wouldn't bench him it took Adrian sitting out for the year for them to put Logan in so you know they've been saying the right things to Logan and about Logan um, but sometimes uh, actions speak louder than words and they went out and got two transfer portal quarterbacks so maybe that means something but I'm still I still hold out the belief that they just are there for competition at least and maybe there's a likely starter in Casey Thompson there, but that the, that they're not giving up on Logan Smothers because at least from what I saw in no. the Iowa game is there's some potential there. Well, and 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 the other thing to look at um, about Logan Smothers is is that you look at Whipple. So you look at the the ones that they pulled out of the portal. Um, you can see that Frost is in on it, but he's really allowing Whipple to probably get the type of guy that they want to be able to run the types of offense that him and, and him and when um, Mickey Joseph get together and, and run the pass offense type stuff, they, they're, 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 they're getting together on that because Chubba, Chubba Purdy has the ability to run a little bit more than, than Casey Thompson. Um, so I think he's kind of in that Adrian Martinez similarity probably maybe not the same speed but i think he has those type of capabilities um i think logan is very run dominant but maybe that will raise his bar having someone like a mark whipple in you know to train him up to work on his footwork to work on his mechanics and um maybe he could become better and then all of a sudden maybe he emerges i mean so i i'm not i'm not throwing him under the the bus or into the into the trash heap I'm saying that I think it's a possibility that this could help him to be a better even if he decides to leave that this if he stays this this year maybe and looks it out you know learns and picks up maybe he gets in the fight or maybe he just says well let me take and glean from a Mark Whipple type of coach and learn some lessons that can help me to be better to wherever I decide to make another move if I decide to do so. 
Yeah, and I, I think it's 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 fascinating to see kind of how this new age of football, new age of transfer portal kind of works out because I think that it's hurt teams, Nebraska in the past, but certainly other teams to marry a quarterback, to to you know, to stick with him and not bring in all that much competition. So regardless of what kind of Logan feels or whatever, uh, I hope that he sticks around. I hope that he tries to, to fight for it. But if he has to transfer, like one of these guys, probably two or three of them in that quarterback room will not graduate from Nebraska. They're going to go and play somewhere else. That's not a bad thing. That means that you've found, that you've found somebody to elevate beyond them, above them. And hopefully that's the case if Logan doesn't end up graduating from the University of Nebraska. But we'll take a quick break. On the other side, we will finish it out with hitting the hardwood with Strick. Of course, it is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So what's it like to play on holidays? What's it like to get those national TV games? Does it change? We'll talk about that next on On the Block. <laughs> 